to this program that is designed with you in mind to cause you to be established in the word of God. I want to take you to our service today and get ready to be blessed even as we were blessed. Your life will never be the same. Now, today's episode. If if we say that the anointing is the, is the transfer of the Holy Spirit into someone or God taking the Spirit and putting it into a man, um, then with that, we've seen so many examples where the devil also sends his Spirit into people to use. And, and the scripture says that uh, these two spirits contradict in efficiency and and so if these two spirits are if we classify the acts of anointing as god putting his spirit upon a mortal person then that same act can be taken by the devil and he can still send his spirit into a body and use you what do you also think can the devil anoint somebody hey you're not talking Amen. Well, I also believe that um, that he, on Sunday, while she was speaking, he gave us two sources of um, power. We have the the devil's power, and then we are also have God's power. So I believe if God really anoints us with the Spirit, the devil also has his agents that he uses us. He, he dwells the spirit in them and then they manifest in his name. So that is what I was doing. So you believe the devil can anoint somebody? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> <clears throat> Do you believe the devil can anoint somebody? Papa, no. Papa, you are saying two things over here. Uh, okay. Daddy, let me come again. Come again. Okay, um, so from where I'm, I'm, I'm talking, you know, uh, the devil, he has, he has power, but he doesn't have the, the power as God, you know, to anoint people. Just that he, just as mommy said, he possesses people, but on knees are to me, you get me? So I don't, I disagree with the fact that he anoints people. Okay. Who else? You are not backing your points with scriptural reference. So I don't believe all what you've said. Kevin was talking about the spirit contradicting the, the, the spirit contradicting the the whatever. I mean I, I didn't even say efficient. When you say efficient, it's not said anything. Talk to me like people who understand the Bible and back your point with a scripture. I will know that you mean what you are saying. Um, that in the Bible says that if uh, how Jesus Christ was anointed by the Holy Ghost and is he went by with with the Holy Ghost and he went about doing is it by or with with the Holy Ghost. So if God called 
or God can anoint Jesus with the Holy Ghost. It's the same, and that the act, the act of the Holy Ghost being transferred into the life of Jesus Christ is what we are classifying or defining as anointing. And so, where if this act can be done by God, God, uh, the devil can also take this same act. Although in its term, mainly we've not found in the scriptures where the Bible says that the devil anointed such person or this, this, this. But then we, we find in the scriptures where we only define the anointing of the devil as possessing. Amen. And so the Bible says that and the devil entered into Judas. He took over. So the anointing, when it also comes upon someone, the personality, it takes over. And so the devil entered into uh, Judas Iscariot. The devil entered into Peter at some point. So sometimes the anointing, the word anointing itself must, I don't know, but then if we can answer this question better, it must, we must base it on how you define it to us, then we can really Actually, I should define it for you. Yeah, because we as I know as as we are debating it, it's like if if I define it and base it on my uh, def- definition, I may be right, I may be wrong in saying that the devil can anoint. But then, okay. based on your definition, we can also determine whether what we say is true. If your lecturer gives you an assignment, you ask him to define the thing for you so that. It is all part of your point. So you have to look for the definition and back it. Yeah, so, um, Daddy, I also believe that... You said you disagree. I disagree. I disagree with what you say. Simply because most of the times, we are... are, The Bible says that we are... Our bodies are vessels. And then God usually pours or inhabits His Spirit in us. So most of the times, when just as he was saying that we should define the, uh, the anointing, we've already defined the, the anointing, which is God's spirit in man. God's spirit that he places in man. So with what he was saying, I disagree because, you see, usually when God places his spirit in man, the devil would also want to get a counterfeit of what God is doing. But it is not, we should remember that it is not the original that uh, we are talking about. Amos, he said no. Why? Uh, the question was, can the devil also anoint? Or uh, so uh, it's true. Uh, he can also anoint. That's what you think. Yeah. Okay. Well, with this, the first thing I expected you to do is to define the word anointing or anoint. When we say somebody is anointed, or when somebody says he has anointed, what are we talking about? Eh? You see, we are too quick to classify a word as a Christian word. And so the moment you hear anointing is for God, nobody else can use it. And the moment we hear possess for the devil <laughs> so we must look for the word anoint when we say to anoint what are we talking about 
and anointing has got if not two two or more definitions one of them is to smear somebody with oil or to rub oil on somebody two of us okay let me read some of them to, to, to smear with oil to rub with oil to apply oil to something to spread oil over something all these are the definitions of what anoint now listen there is a, and it comes from the Greek the Hebrew word kio 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 means what what it means is that to consecrate somebody into an office consecration means to ordain eh, somebody into an office it means to bless it means to sanctify or to hallow and so I'm asking you one more time can the devil anoint somebody from the definitions we just saw one of them is to rob oil the other is to consecrate somebody into an office yes or no yes or no yes it is just a play of words don't be confused with the anointing because the anointing has been dedicated to the Holy Spirit how Acts 10 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth eh, with the Holy Spirit he anointed him with the Holy Spirit what does it mean that sentence what does it mean how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit what does it mean Vivian, what does it mean Acts 10 38 read it what does it mean when you read it and somebody asks you to explain how are you going to explain it how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit what does it mean the Holy Spirit was not with him And so, what does it mean? Very please. It means um, the act through which God can transfer His Spirit to somebody is the anointing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking you to explain that sentence to me. Um, Daddy is trying to talk about how God uh, gave the Holy Spirit so to Jesus. It means that God put his spirit on Jesus Christ. Is that not what you are talking about? That's what it means. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. In, in, in other words, God put a spirit on Jesus of Nazareth. Is that not it? Okay. So, can the devil also put a spirit on somebody? Can you give me examples in the Bible of people you felt the devil put a spirit? And why did God put a spirit on him? So, it means that anytime people are anointed they are anointed for an assignment two of us anytime the anointing comes on somebody it's for an assignment another word for anointing is empowerment to give somebody power to do something you understand so can the devil give somebody power to do things now let's talk bible which part of the bible speaks of that so you may not have read the word anointing but it is clear from the passage that this is the devil anointing somebody to do his work examples 
Quién era? Did the Bible tell us the devil came upon Cain to kill his brother? When you read the text, you can see the devil at work behind the scene. But I want a situation where the devil himself. You, we read it. We read it clear. Now, this is how I want you to think. You see, always have a scripture to back the point you are. Get out of me. Okay, so when Peter, Jesus said, From you are going to Jerusalem, on go the Son of Man, be killed. Da, 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 on the third day he shall rise up. Then Peter said, God forbid. Far be it away from you. Don't talk that way. You're a small boy. Don't talk that way. And truly, Peter was older than Jesus Christ. So don't, don't talk that way. And clearly, you could see that the devil had come upon him. And one of the ways to identify the presence of the devil in people is through their speech. The things they say. That is why there are certain phone calls. You should know that this is a demonic phone call. As you are talking, as the phone call progresses, you should know that it's the devil who is talking to you. Yes, but you can hear his voice through a pastor or through a fellow believer. But you should be able to discern to know that this one is from the devil. This one is from the devil. You must be wise enough. This is a whole apostle who have been with Jesus Christ. One of his top three. And Jesus blots out that we are going out. When we go, this is what is going to happen. Then he says, it will never happen. God forbid. Don't fear back. And Jesus looks at him. And Jesus knows from that instance that it wasn't Peter who was talking to him. But it was the devil. How did he know he was the devil? The Bible says, and Jesus said, he's not mindful of the things. Thank you. So, Jesus saw that the guy was concerned about things of men. Not the things of God. You are concerned about the things of this world. The things of men. Hello? But not the things of who? When I finish, I'll ask you a question. So you joke. Hmm. so anytime you come across people who are concerned about the things of this world the things of men what are some of the things of men there are so many things that are the concern of men number one money money can easily put enmity between you and God the time you should be serving him you'll be looking for money anytime you hear a voice that is drawing you away from church into something else which involves money. You should know it's the devil is talking to you. Now, but is it, is it a, a good thing to die? Huh? Is it a good thing to die? Then all of you die now. No, no. Is it a good thing to die? But sometimes it is God's will for a person to die. And so it is the will of God that is the most important thing. And Jesus places much emphasis on God's will over his will. 
But what the devil was trying to tell him was that, oh, forget about God's will. How can you say you are going to die? Ah, come on, live, live on and let's, 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 let's see. Why, why should you just go and sacrifice yourself? Forget about what God is saying and concentrate on yourself. Forget about church. Forget about pastor. God has laid certain things on. That I was talking to one brother. He said God has laid it on his heart to fix these windows. It's God. It wasn't me. Yes. Anytime he comes around and he sees the window, he's not okay. And he wants to fix it. But the things of men will say, but, 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 but have you paid your rent? But have you done this? Have you sent money? But you owe this person. You owe you do this. You're... And Jesus said, Get deep behind me, Satan. Get deep behind me. Can we read the scripture? Where can we find it? Pass this. Matthew chapter 16, verse number. Let's read from verse number 19. Verse number 19. Now he, he gives him power. Then it starts from verse number 21. So in verse number 19, he tells him that, oh, well, because of what you said, you are Peter, and upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail. Whatever you bind on this earth shall be bind in heaven. Whatever you lose shall be loosed. 21, what happened? From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples. Mm-hmm. so from that time Jesus now came down to explain into details what is really going to face in Jerusalem how he must go on to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and suffer many things of the elders mm-hmm. and chief priests and scribes mm-hmm. and be killed and be killed and be raised so was Jesus killed yes he was killed by who by the scribes by who by who? By the pastors. So one of the greatest opposition you can face as an up-and-coming young minister of God is old pastors. I'm telling you, a prophet of God was sent to go and prophesy. And God gave him an instruction, don't eat, don't, don't drink. Don't eat. And listen, God didn't even tell him not to. He said, don't eat and don't drink in that town. So the man of God goes, he prophesies against the king. And he tells him, this altar shall be broken. This is what is going to happen. Hey! The king got angry. He stretched forth his hand towards him. His hand was withered. Became leprous. And he begged the man of God that he should pray for him. He prayed for him. I think the king was uh, Jeroboam. Yes. Solomon's son was Jeroboam. Eh? Yes. So the king was Jeroboam. His hand was withered because he didn't want the children of Israel to go back to. And as at that time, the kingdom, the 12 tribe of Israel, has divided. And two, Manasseh, uh, half part of Manasseh and Judah, have remained in Jerusalem. And the ten tribe have moved to the northern side. They've made Samaria their capital town. And now Jeroboam has become their king. Because it was God who put him there. God gave him a prophecy to a prophet. Now listen, that son of Solomon, who doesn't respect anything, I'm going to divide his kingdom and give you half. And God divided and he gave him more than half. 
he gave him ten and he left two for the house of David and this king didn't want the because he now began to feel afraid he didn't want the children of Israel to leave the north and come down to Jerusalem to come and worship he was afraid that he would lose his power why are you trying to preserve something God has put into your hand and any time we try to you see and these are all what the concern of men the thoughts of men it was God who opened the door for you 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 didn't come from a royal family nothing in your life showed you become a king God just chose you and gave you ten of the tribes then when he became king he wanted to preserve the people God has given him he wanted to take care of them and God said no you can't do that the children of Israel were going to Jerusalem he now built a new altar in Samaria do you know what that means then it means that nobody goes to um, Jerusalem anymore we are all worshipping here we are building a new altar and God said no you can't build a new altar and he sent his prophet go and prophesy against him and prophesy against that altar yes and he went there he said oh the altar you built all the fake pastors that you've, you've chosen their blood will be sacrificed on the altar And when he spoke, the king got angry. Said, grab him. Immediately his hand became like this. And he couldn't draw it back. So he pleaded with the man of God to have mercy and pray for him. The man of God prayed for him and his hand was restored. What a miracle. But God gave him an instruction, a very simple instruction. Do not eat or drink from that city. And after that miracle, the man of God comes to uh, the king comes to tell you that come to my house come and enjoy let me give you a gift he said no I will not go to your house for God said to me I shouldn't eat or drink so he left on his way an old prophet of the city I'm sure he was told of what this prophet has come to do be careful when you are working with old men and old women who are I'm telling you they are one of the people you can easily receive harsh rebuke from. Yes. And they can be, you, you can pretend as if they are with you, but use your head. I'm telling you. I have a lot of senior ministers that are ahead of me. I learn from them, but I'm also careful what I say. Very careful. And I analyze the things I, they tell me. Yes. Some of them may be speaking from experience. And not all the, their experiences are meant for you some of the things they may give you as an advice you take it you analyze you take some of them and others you do it away yes god said if a prophet should come should prophesy whatever 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 and it comes to pass and then later he comes to tell you that let's go and worship idols know that he's a, a fake prophet he's not for me yeah. so if a, a senior minister tells you do this and you your ministry will go forward and now at the end of the day he comes to draw your attention from the church that God has put you there you should, you should clearly see that now this one this prophet comes to this young minister or this young prophet and tells him oh let's go home he said no God said I shouldn't eat I should eat. he said oh God has spoken to me too right now that you should come 
and eat and drink. And these young prophets relied on the old prophet, thinking that God has spoken to him. But number one, why do you think this prophet will do that? Why do you think this old prophet will do that? Number one, jealousy. I am a prophet in this town. God didn't use me. He brought somebody from somewhere. Always be careful with people you go to meet at certain places. Be careful. People you go to meet. You came. You just came, eh? You are welcome. Yes. At offices, ministries, departments. Be careful. Be careful. If not, they will sing their national anthem. Let him do it. We are all here. We'll see. Yes. Be careful. That is why it's always good to use the wisdom of serpents. Hide and flourish. Hide yourself and flourish. If not, very soon you'll be taken out. Hide and flourish. You've gone for secondary school, SS1. You are a rapper. You are a dancer. You are whatever. You hide. If you are not careful, if you are not careful, you just go like, like you are an instrumental, you play instruments and you go and the whole school, the champion, the organist, he doesn't know how to play the thing well. But you are good. You hide it. You don't just go and say, oh, see, I can play. When you go and you play, you murder him. Now you realize that they will patch him. Everything they will call you. You are dead. And so this prophet tells this young prophet that, see, God has spoken to me. God said, you should come and eat. So he took him home prepared food for him, gave him what and he ate. And whilst he was eating, now the spirit of the Lord came upon this old prophet and he said to him, you are a fool. <laughs> May God have mercy. Hey, Charlie. May God have mercy. Whilst the man was eating, he came back and told him, you are a fool. Didn't God ask you not to eat and not to drink? Why are you so why not why now we see clearly that this young prophet plays the will of man over the will of God? What makes you think God will talk to another person something he has told you? He asks you to not didn't you hear him tell you not to eat? So if he wants you to eat, why doesn't he tell you himself? That's why you must be careful with prophecies that put fear into you. Be careful careful. Yes, I saw that you are. And sometimes people even tell you in the form of a dream. Demonic wishes. Satanic prophecies. I saw that you've broken this guy's heart. It's a demon. Don't accept it. Cancel it in Jesus' name. It's demonic. Don't accept it. Don't, don't entertain such things. If you do that, you walk in fear. And whatever you are afraid of has the tendency of coming to pass. Go and ask you. Job, in Job chapter, I think Job chapter 4, he said, what I greatly feared has happened to me. Whatever you, you are afraid of, it will happen. If like market, whatever you are afraid of is likely to come. 99%. You are afraid of impregnating a lady. Get ready. It's coming. Whatever you fear has the tendency of happening to you. That's why, it's not, that's why the Bible said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Oh, I'm afraid that I will die early. You are digging your grave. Speak against that thing. Hey, don't joke with that thing. Oh, I'm afraid that I'll go blind. 
How many of you sometimes have the feeling that you, you go blind? Like, you too? You? What about you? That, like, when you grow, you, you, maybe you're afraid that you go blind. It's demonic, purely. Purely. Don't accept that then. Yes. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. I break it in the name of I will not die. I will not die. I will not die. Yeah. Me. I will not die. Me. I will not die. Me. I will not die. I will not die. I will not. And you don't know. The Bible says that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Yes. The Bible said, life and death is where? Yeah. Life. So if you want life, he said, whatever you like, you eat the, the fruit of it. If you like life, if you like death. So don't entertain certain things. God said, God told me this, this, this. Why is he now telling another person to do the opposite? So you must be open to revelations. Not all the things you see in your dreams are God. Some of the things it may look like it is God clearly, but it's not. I'm telling you. You must open your eyes. Because sometimes the devil can present himself as the angel of light. Angel of what? Light. Yeah. You'll be sure sometimes he will come to you with my image. Yes. And you know I am your pastor. But analyze the contents. Don't just look at the, the face value. What is he saying? Sometimes he'll come to you in the, in, in the form of Bishop Ajinasari. One day a lady came and told me and she was in a relationship. She became pregnant. She aborted. And she was, she said she had a dream. She, she had a dream and in the dream an angel of the Lord with a wind pure white flapping told her that what you've done God will never forgive you yes what you've done God will never forgive you and so don't even bother yourself praying or God will not forgive you what you've done is, is abominable and the girl yeah, yeah, the girl was broken I am telling you broken she didn't want to go to church she didn't want to have anything to do with God because she now she knows she's going to hell. I'm telling you, she knows she's going to hell. So she didn't want to have anything to do with God. Then she came. Came to me. I was chatting with her. They said, Pastor, she started crying. God doesn't like me a bit. And I said, Why are you saying that? So you don't know. He said, I had this dream. So this angel, I said, hold it there. What did the angel tell you? He said, oh, he said, God will never forget. I said, it is never true. What you saw wasn't an angel. What does the word of God say? That's, that's why I like my Bible. What does the word of God say? The word of God says, if you confess your sins unto him, he is faithful and just to forgive you. the worst of sinners the worst of all sinners but I was shown mercy hey. and you are here telling me that God said he's done with me and that is not going to I tell my sister it's not good 
the thing you saw was not an angel, it was the devil. He said, Pastor, but it was white. Then I said, I asked him, how was the white? He said, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't bright. It wasn't glamorous. It was like somebody, I said, oh, you, it was the devil. I'm telling you. And so sometimes, don't, don't just base your life on dreams. No, 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 no. Don't base your life on dreams. If you are not careful, you can miss it. Be out of God's plan yeah, because an, an, an angel of the devil can give you a different assignment. I'm telling you, can appear to you to join another church. You must open your eyes. Somebody here, maybe I'll show you what I wanted to talk about today. I don't, I'm not sure I can talk about it, but you must open your eyes. There are some of the dreams. Some of the revelations, some of the visions, it is not from God. I'm telling you. Anything that contradicts scripture is not from I will not accept it today. I will, like, let me come and tell me. Well, I've had me, I've had an encounter where I've seen Bishop, my, my spiritual father, pray for people, pray for this one, pray for this one. When he gets to my turn, he will jump and he'll go to the other one. Hey. Me, I said, Oh, daddy, you, you didn't pray for me. Oh, he said, Oh, Charlie, forget it. You are out of my, you are out of God's plan. So go and get a job. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. Go and get a job. Not once, not twice. He can pray for people, and at a point, it was consistent. It comes. Pray for this. Oh, there have been people. There, there are times one, one day he told me, Okay, so give all your things to this person. Like, give all the things to this person and go and get the job. And I, and I'm telling you, you, you are here saying, It wasn't easy as at that time when I stood up. What have I done? Only to realize that my being in full-time ministry is a worry to him. He doesn't like it at all. At all. He wants me out. He has always advocated that I get a job. Because he knows me very well that when I get a job, my attention will be divided. When I get a job, I wouldn't have time for you. I'm telling you, like by this time, I'm on my way. I'm in the traffic at Pokwase calling Pastor um, um, Derek to take over. I'm coming. And I come, I'll come and bless you and I'll go. And he knows that you miss this thing I'm telling you because I'll be in the traffic. So he doesn't just like it. And for most of you, it's for most of you, that's why I'm, I'm in full time and I'm doing what I'm doing. So once he can get me, I, I'm telling you, if I was out of ministry, this auditorium wouldn't have been here. A lot of you wouldn't have been blessed. I'm telling you, like a lot of you would have messed up your life. I'm telling you, like you mess up. Oh, like by this time you have like three children or four children. Oh, no, no, no. Let's face the reality. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's crazy. 
and and no 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 that's the truth that's the truth sometimes just the just the idea that you have an overseer over you papa is there Charlie be careful and all these things it just it just serves as a control mechanism for you telling you I'm sure some of you have told your ladies and your guys that Charlie till we marry <laughs> till we marry you see so once I'm out in the places being used for poultry farm imagine and I'm telling you in some of the churches you know hear what I'm telling you oh yeah I'm telling you most of the churches it's like let's pray and bind let's pray and lose let's ask for blessings amen you are blessed Hardly do you even hear pastors talk about dreams. Hardly, like today, I'm talking about dreams. How many types of dreams we have? When do you? How can you tell this is from God? How can you tell? I've had many people ask me, Papa, how do I know this dream is from God or this dream is not from God? And I'm saying that don't look at, don't look at the face value. Look at the contents. Look at the details. Look at the background. Sometimes a clue, something from the background should be able to let you know that this is not from God you can see the image of Jesus Christ talking to you alright, but the background alone should be able to signify that this is not Jesus said, Jesus said, I saw the devil fall down from heaven like lightning you know who is the light of the world who is that the light of the world is Jesus the light of the world is who? Is Jesus. He's calling everyone to come and see the light. The light of the world. But Jesus said, I saw the devil fall down from heaven. Like what? Lightning. Like lightning. So when you're not careful, when you see this, you think it's Jesus. You think, and I'm telling you, Christianity is a constant battle, fight. How do you know this is the will of God for your life? Uh, nobody knows. Fight to know. You must fight to know. Fight to know. And they told me God is done with you. Oh, yes. You don't know the battles we've been fighting here. When you pray, he says you are not praying enough. The day you are sleeping, then you come. You are sleeping. You call yourself a, a, a church leader. You call yourself this. You are sleeping. Are you serious as a Christian? Are you serious? Are you serious? I don't know if it's, it's only me that it has been happening to. I can tell you, you've not been reading your Bible. Look at your face. Look at your face. You don't do your quiet time. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't do that. Always condemning you. And you, he always does that to make you feel inferior. It's like the moment that thing works, you, you don't feel like going closer. And I'm telling you, it doesn't do that for you to go and read. It's not true. You know that you are not listening to message, but you don't feel like listening. You know you are not praying, but you don't feel like praying. And you will not pray. You should know it's from the devil. It's not from God. God doesn't condemn people. The Holy Spirit doesn't condemn people. He corrects people and he pushes them back to what they are supposed to do. Yes. 
Anytime you hear a voice condemning you, accusing you, when you come to church and you are praying, wahala for your head inside. Hey, you are you praying? Hey, you, you forgotten? Then you ask, you forgotten? You forgotten? And you are always constantly being accused. Is somebody here? I'm saying that you must wake up. You must wake up. You, you should be able to know this vision is from God. This vision is not from God. Yes. When a prophecy comes to you, you know that this prophecy is from God. This one. I will not accept it today. I will not accept it tomorrow. Yes. God is taking your calling and is giving it to somebody else. I rebuke it. Because the Bible says the gifts and the callings of God is without repentance. It means when he gives, he doesn't take it back. You are coming to tell me God has taken my anointing and has given it to you. <laughs> if I don't know what the Bible says, fine. I refuse. Sure. You fight it though. You are coming. Very soon. You get there. See. See. When you stand here, you take offering. He will tell you, look at these poor people. These poor people. And you are forcing them to take money out of them. Anything. Those of you who have not gotten there, you are free. Anything you do, you are accused. If you are eating, you are being accused. If you are fasting, you are being accused. <laughs> they will tell you, so you, you don't fast. Hey, Charlie. It's not easy. Anything you do, you'll be accused. Anything. And that's why the Bible calls him the accuser of the what? The brothers. That's the meaning of brethren. He accuses who are brothers? Christians. He accuses them. Accuses them. Accuses. That's what I'm saying. You must wake up. Be able to distinguish which of them is from God, which of them is not from God. What is people telling you? Is it really from God? Yes. Florence is my friend. We came to the church together. Florence is angry and she's walking out. Is God asking me to walk out? That's what you should be asking. No, no. Oh, Florence, let's go, let's go. And Jesus said, you are mindful of the things of men. You are mindful. Look for it. In Matthew chapter 16, from verse number 22 downwards, you find it there. When you find it, tell me the verse. See, you are mindful of the things of men. Your concern, your mind is tuned to the things of men. Your mind is tuned. Your mind is fixated on the things of men. It is the things of men that concerns you. Your focus is on the things of men. I'm not joining the music group anymore. I don't like the way the music director spoke to me the other day. Who is she to put me on suspension? Yes. Yeah, I'm not coming again. Your mind. I'm telling you, these are battles you must fight, brother. Battles for the anointing. But you think I'm joking? All these things I'm telling you. You must fight for the anointing. Yes. Lord, one of the ways God can anoint you 
is two dreams. I'm telling you, not every people can be anointed through dreams. I've seen it several times myself. Saw it before it, it manifested. When we gave birth to Basil. You think that the Basil story, I've just told you a portion of the Basil story. And I've never told you what even happened afterwards. It was a chair, an empty chair like this. The man told me, sit up. One day I was being tested in the I wrote an exam in, in my in the realms of the spirit. I'm telling you, by by four or five, I think five men of God, great men of God, they were lined up like this. And there was a chair. And I, I, I went to stand for them. Listen, I don't know how to pass these exams. And nobody can pass, I'm telling you. Like hey, when I got there, let's let's assume there's the chair. They were all in clerical and Kasok, like bishops standing here, standing here. When I got there, one of them, I know him, he mentioned my name. And he said, Are you ready? I said, Yes, sir. He said, This day is the He said, What do you see? Hey, how can I how can I tell you what I see? It's like I bring you here and I say, Okay, let's see if Bakary will get it. Bakary, stand here. What do you see? The probability of you saying something which is off the target is very high. Because as I'm looking at you, different what I'm seeing in my head and different what you also see. Then he asked me, What do you see? And all of a sudden, I, I didn't think. I just opened my mouth and I started talking. And one of them laughed and said, Yes, he's seeing right. Yes, yes, yes. I was shocked. I was shocked. He said, He's seeing right. Then he said to him, Come, come and sit down. Sit down. He's seeing right. I'm sure, and I believe it was a prophetic grace. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So I wanted to teach about what it means when we say somebody is anointed. But I will keep it. Maybe one of these days I'll teach you. If I remember, if you can remember me, I'll teach you. Because there's a book I'm writing. What it means to be anointed. That's the title. What it means. When you say somebody is anointed, what does it mean? Yes, we know the presence of the Holy Spirit is upon you, but what does it mean? So I'm, I'm wrapping up on this. Please, you must rise up. Thou suffereth not the things that be of God. In other words, your mind is not concerned about the things of God. Your concern is on the things of men. And I'm saying that you must rise up, oh brother rise up hey, this season you see the anointing is one of the difficult things to get I'm telling you don't be deceived anointing if the anointing was the easiest thing everybody would have been anointed I'm telling you what did Elijah tell Elijah when he said I want the double portion what did he say he said you've asked for a difficult thing The, the, the process, the journey to getting the anointing is a difficult journey. Yes. Because you can obey all. One thing will disqualify you. I'm telling you. You can be serving Bishop Charles Ajinasari. Because service, we know service brings anointing. Two of us. What else brings anointing? You can be obedient. You can be humble. 
You can always be available. You must be somebody who is sendable. So many things. But just one thing can disqualify you. Familiarity. If you are too familiar with the man of God. Oh, I know him. He, he, he will start by, listen, he's going to pray. He will say, Heavenly Father. And you are saying all these things in your head. Oh. Then, I'm telling you, you do it. It's not like you do it. We do it. We do it. So when he takes the microphone, then you say, you, first of all, say, Heavenly Father in your head. Before you say, Heavenly Father, I say, ah, man can. Didn't I say it? Familiarity. It can easily disqualify you. Easily. Easily. Yes. And then number two, when you begin to get closer and too close, there is a level you must get. But you, must, you, you shouldn't exceed that level. When you exceed that level, your chances of losing what he carries is very high. Yes. When you become too known and too close, you may not survive. Yes. You may not survive. You, you may not even think of the person as someone carrying anointing. Telling you. But the truth is that the, far, the farther you are from an anointed man of God, the more you believe in him. The father, some of you have never seen um, Papa Nicholas Zanka Williams before. And when he speaks, you believe, you just stand up and receive. But you, you testify from the deepest part of your heart that your level of receiving from Bishop Rajal is not like the facial one that we all say, but your heart. You and I know that, Charlie. Yes, bishop is anointed, bishop is powerful, but there are some men of God in your life that you think are more hushious uh, than bishop. I'm telling you, the truth is that the closer you get to something, the, the more closer you get, the less your chances of believing in that thing. Somebody here with me. So these are battles we must go fight. These are battles. And so today, I don't know how you are going to. I told my I'm a service today, but I'm saying that you shouldn't be mindful of the things of men. Don't be concerned about the things of how how can how can you how can you make sure you are not concerned about you must know number one what the word of God says about your life. What the word of God may be saying may be different from what he's saying about Brackery. What God has said to me may be different from what he has told Pastor Derek somebody here with me. So I wouldn't be wise if I want to play my cast according to what he told Pastor Derek. I have my own battles to fight. I have my own disobedience to fight. How many of us are fighting disobedience? You know this thing you must obey but you can't obey and you are fighting it. He told me pray for the sake. Master, <laughs> I've been fighting this since and another thing I fought that I still I can pick it is any time I finish preaching, I will pray for sinners. Yeah, sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't do it. Any time I finish preaching. But if you realize any time Bishop finish preaching, say if you are here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, 
Seven times, I'll do what? I'll rise up. It's possible. We can all, so there are certain disobedience we must be fighting. God said, do this, you are not doing. God said, pray, you are not praying. God said, do this. Fast, you are not fasting. These are things we must, and you, we must also be quick. Oh, God, Charlie, too many disobedience. <laughs> prolong your disobedience is also something else. That's why we always pray for mercy. It's not easy. So you must fight these things. You must fight in your dreams. In your dream life, there are certain things when you wake up, you know, God, this one is not from God. Irrespective of who I saw, I said it's not from God. I refuse it. I refuse it. I cancel. And you must fight the battle of the mind. You are not qualified. You don't deserve. I said, God gave me a song. You one of these is I'll sing this song to you. So the, the lyrics is when I talk, you talk back. No, it's not, it's not about you, it's about the devil. Yes. Yes, it's not about you. When I talk, you talk back. When I speak, you speak back. When I pray, you say it's not but I'm saying that each and every one of us must be fighting this okay dear. okay anytime I speak and you speak back anytime I read you, when I quote you quote back to me yes, yes. I'm telling you you've not been there before Something say you die. I say, I will not die. So you die. If you, you'll be there. You are lying to yourself. You'll be there. You are lying. You say you know that. You watch. Watch and see. You if like if you're a man, go and sleep and see if tomorrow will come. You go and sleep. Do you know what he's doing? He's quoting back to you. Uh, he say the word of God says I will not die. He will tell you that the word of God also says that anyone who breaks the hedge, uh, a snake will bite him. So when you talk, he will talk back. When you do this, you but I like the chorus he gave me. He said, but the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of it. Yeah. And the second one is, the blood of Jesus is bringing salvation. Yes. Like this. The second stanza, he said, anytime I pray, you say it's not enough. When I read my Bible, you say it's not enough. When I ask God for things, you say I don't qualify. Is it true? You pray, you forget it's you. When I work for God, you say I don't qualify. When I ask God for things, you say I don't deserve. But it wasn't you who died, it was the Lord Jesus. Were you the one who died for me? Why are you always complaining, always condemning me? It wasn't you who died for me. When you read Romans, the Bible said, Who is he that condemns? It is Christ who died. Who is he? Are you the one coming to condemn me? Were you the one who died for me? That's the song. That's the lyrics of the song. We work on it one of these days. So, please, I am urging all of you. The journey to the anointing is a difficult journey. 
it, it involves battles of the mind. It involves battle in the dream, battle in the vision, battle everywhere, in vain conversations with men, conversation with senior men, men that, women and men that are ahead of you in their conversations. You'll be able to tell this is from the devil, Kai. I will never accept this. One day a woman in this church told somebody, said you, when you start schooling, you, you, you break up with your guy. What, what, what kind of what kind of prophecy is this? Haven't you seen somebody who have been to the university and her husband is in GHS? It's a GHS graduate. And so they begin to prophesy that when you enter the university, you break up. And when you are not careful, you can walk with this for the rest of your life that maybe it's true, it can come to pass. Somebody tells you you're not prosper. Because of what you did, you will not give because of the abortion. As for children, they forget. And you are confused because you know to you, you know you've not given birth. So it's like you are confused. And hey Charlie, so will I give birth? Hannah, will you give birth? Uh, what's your name? What's your name? Hilda. And then Hannah. Eh? And then uh, Nancy. And Abigail, will you give birth? These are things. These are, I'm telling you, and sometimes the way you've you've you've, you've probably used somebody's daughter, pie, you've dumped her, you're afraid that you get a bad lady. Some of you are afraid that you marry a bad a bad lady. And some of you the way you dumped your guy. Hey, he didn't do anything to you all of a sudden. And these are battles you must fight. These are battles of the mind, battle of the other. The devil will tell you that God has given up on you. Oh, you, you've not been there. Oh, you get there. Yes. Yes. Me have, me have, have. Now, now I don't care. There was a time I started preaching. I said, Me, I'm not here for fame. I'm not here. You remember? I'm tired. I'll fought the fight. I have. That's why Paul said, fight the good fight of what? Faith. Faith is a fight. To believe is a fight. Because everything will show you that you don't qualify. You don't deserve. You, you, don't, you don't deserve. Hey. So now you look at yourself and say, hey, so me and they say I'm a preacher. What am I going to say? It's a fight. It's a fight of faith. Yes. And every fight of faith is a good fight. What is faith? Believe even when the thing is not uh, believable. Believe it. Will I have a good husband? Yes, I, I, I was a bad girlfriend to somebody, but I'll have a good husband. Have faith. Yes. Yes, I don't know how to talk well as a preacher, but I, I know I'll be an international preacher. That's what I know. I believe this church will grow. This church, you see. To not be by mind, to not be by power. There is coming a time when we meet for evening service Wednesday. The whole place will be jam packed. You see, and it will even be live on television. I'm telling you, as I'm preaching, live. Live. I will be calling some of you pastors, pastor this, pastor this, pastor this. Life. Yes. I'll just be ministry. I'll just give the microphone to one of you. Oh, just oh. So you see, just as Papa was talking. Yes. See, yes. When we talk of that anointing, it is power from where? Right. 
we, we, we can all do it. Hey, the Bible said, we see that despise small beginning. We don't despise, hey, don't despise your small beginning, okay? Don't despise it. It is today that you don't have money. You don't know what tomorrow holds for you. I'm telling you, don't look down on yourself. Dress. Look good like Brackery every day. <laughs> when he goes to do the thing, cry, you know that, yeah. The guy's looking good. Look good. Always dress, Charlie. Not one time should you look wretched and make your face mobo mobo as if somebody has beaten you. Be happy. Be happy. Be what? The day you preach and you mess up, that should be your happiest day. And so what? And so what? So what? The day you feel tired and you feel weak. And I showed you if you, don't, if you feel weak and you don't know what to do, play your message. The Bible said, eh? and, the, and the word and the spirit of the Lord entered into me when he spoke to me. Yes. When you read Ezekiel 2, the spirit of the Lord entered into me when he spoke. So when man of God speaks to you, spirit enters you. You don't know. I've been listening to message. I just said, ah. I'm going to do this. How many of you have had that experience before? You are listening to a message now. You say, mm, this thing, I'm going to do this thing. You don't know that it was a spirit that just entered into you. That's why when you listen to songs, spirit also entered to you. Yes. And the kind of songs you listen is very important. God bless you. We don't want to close at night. Our time is up. May God bless you. Keep you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Any question? One, let me take one or two. One or two. I'm here with you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tapes and books, please send us a mail at rev.amosdarko at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God bless you.